0: Welcome to this week's Brub Show with Michael Day and David Bryan.
1: Hello today, welcome again, Monday,
0: Shalom. hello.
2: Uh, who have
0: we got with us today, Chris? Well, Michael, introduce yourself, but uh, very quickly, because, you know, we had someone very on this quickly. Show that, that, that basically spent 10 minutes that uh, the live story.
3: <laughs> Michael Day, 44th year in the industry, started when I was three. Yay. Yay. All the qualifications <laughs> under the sun, worked with an awful lot of people, and great fun Big in the game
0: with Connells. Yes. He actually helped set up, up Connells. Normal, right move. Oh, he helped set up right
2: move? I'm
3: afraid so. Oh, it's so your fault then. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. Fortunately, my clients don't hold that against me. That's
2: good. <laughs> yeah. good. Does a lot of good yeah, for yeah. people as well. It's, it's, good. it's, open, it's a good it's, it's a great. Sale,
4: it's a great service. Good. who the hell are you? Ah, uh, yes, sir. So I run a website called The Advisory, which helps house sellers to navigate these choppy waters. And I built a little tool called Propcast, which basically tells you if it's a buyer's or seller's market. And Perfection. I've never been an estate agent, so mm. well, that's probably the least qualified person to be here. <laughs> well, no, but we, we've not been an estate agent.
2: No. <laughs> We're just here for the,
4: for the lulz.
0: Our oh, fingers on a pulse okay, on so sh- <laughs> Shall we dive straight in, because this is episode number 20. Brilliant. Is it? We've done well on that. I'm doing all right. It's probably about episode 30. I'm glad
3: you got round to me so quickly. <laughs>
0: Do you know, he's, just, been just, he's been crying. He's been crying into his pillow every night saying, Where's the phone? Just your diary's so busy. He never writes, he, he never phones, he never rings. Phones, it's terrible. Blows, it's terrible. terrible. It's because he
1: thought you were still the right move.
0: <laughs> okay, let's go straight into it. Okay. Um, 2019, bit of a choppy market in the estate yes. agency, property market, Malarkey land. Are we well, still talking about Brexit? No, we're just talking about just generally laugh. I think because everyone's sick of Brexit. Yeah, well, let's be honest. The, the time this show goes out, we've probably gone through the other side, whatever <laughs> the other side is, um, whatever
2: that looks like. Ooh. Okay. Maybe. So have, I'd like a I'd like a ooh effect. You can have that? Yeah.
0: Consider like it. Like a it.
2: That's right.
0: Maybe we could like do two 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 bits here and then just record them separately and then drop it in. Okay. So we can go. Ooh. No, actually, probably not. No, actually, the people are listening to us. Let's go straight in. Um, Any mention of Brexit, we should beam them up, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. The future of a state agency, 25% of firms are going to be closing down in the next couple of years. That is what you have predicted, Michael. Wow. That's...
1: You've got form with predicting big things, haven't you? Before we came in here, you were talking about your, your master's. <laughs> that you wrote many years ago but yeah. pretty much got the market Bob on. that yeah, long ago. I think yeah. um, you so, know so Crystal are, Balls you know it's uh, Senem's now Nostradamus <laughs> I think
3: 25% yeah I think we will see a cull of 25% not necessarily 25% of uh, companies yeah, but right. certainly 25% of let's call them outlets of branches, um, branches yeah, yeah, yeah. back bedrooms whatever it might be
2: is that going to be um, independence, corporates, a mix of it's, both. It's going to
3: clearly be a mixture of both. We're already seeing some of the corporates take, um, you know, well, take look some at, big look decisions.
0: Twenty-five percent of their branches. So well, took them all off. Didn't
3: they? The reality is that the market has grown up. The, you know, the market has shrunk in terms of the number of transactions. Yeah. Uh,
2: although it doesn't change that much, mm. um, and there's just too many players. Speaking of that, too, too smaller pool. Mm. What are the numbers, Stato? What's the numbers? Transactions versus... Well, back in
0: 2004, there was about 9,500 estate agents selling uh, around 1.8 million houses. That was a cracking year. Um, last year, about 1.1 million houses were sold by 19,500 estate agents.
3: That tells you a lot, debt. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it you does. You so
0: what's, what's the percentage degree? I don't... Um, basically, um, I'm on camera and I can't remember the numbers, but basically a big shit, numbers. A shit, a shit lot. Uh, A, well, shit okay. um, A shit ton. Okay. A shit ton. Because remember, I I it doesn't that, really right? matter what's happening in the property market. It's, no. We get paid on transactions. And, and that's the killer one. It's, volume, it's yeah. transactions. Mm. So what can people do? What can they do? what
3: the agent yeah what can agents do Well, the agent can obviously um, you know (laughs) they can't do anything about the market they can't do anything about the market you know there's an old expression you know i can i can't change the wind but i can adjust my sails yes so you know i I can't do anything about the macro position and or whatever but i can obviously play my game differently Mm. and that might involve having less branches one of my clients we've just closed four of our branches in west london and gone into one central hub Um, so there's, there's different things that people can do um and a lot of agents have grown up over the last you know twenty years or whatever, and have put an, o- an office in every high street. so if, mm. you know in, mm. in for example, Greater London or one of the conurbations, every chop uh, you know stop on the tube line, they've got an office. Yeah. Well, that's fine when there's mm. huge volume, but as soon as the volume starts, the, the territory that each one has got is less and less and less, so they're fishing in a smaller pond. do you think mm.
2: do you think there's still a place though? For a high street office, do you think it's important? Do you think there is still that passing trade? What are your thoughts?
3: I, I don't think it's so much about passing trade as it as it was. I mean, and all the evidence shows that for call okay. in high streets is it's not down, what it was. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but there is no doubt that it's still a twenty four hour you know advertising hoarding yes. in, in a place. Our high streets are going to become nocturnal over the next five or ten years. Let's yeah. be perfectly yeah. honest. You yeah. Know, yeah. People aren't going to be doing their shopping in high streets. No, so it's night time doing... economy. Yeah. So it's mm. so. so, so why are agents open 9 till 5 or 9 till 7? Well, maybe they should be open. Um, you know, so yeah, later they, you the know, there end are end things end. that people, these sales can be adjusted, mm. okay? Do I think there's a place for the high street agents? Yes, but less so. Do I think it's crucial to have a high street office? Much less so than it was mm. before. Mm. Um, and I think that's the general direction of travel.
0: Cool. Okay, next question I'd like to ask Gavin is, Gavin, you, you've got this prop thing where you talk about buyer's market, seller's market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's generally happening in the UK and is there any regional or local trends that you could share with us? Well, uh, yes, we did an interesting thing where we looked at what has
4: happened to buyer demand since uh, the referendum vote. Yeah. Um, mm. Really interestingly, exactly. the biggest increase in buyer demand was in mm. Wales. Which took us all by surprise. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, they're obviously, well, <laughs> correlation, causation, and all that, but uh, let's go with it. Yeah. They're obviously dead keen on uh, on a little bit of Brexit. Yeah. Whereas
1: London, South East, home counties, really pushing it back against by this, demand. It? Mm. No, and is that just, is, I mean, quite a few people on the show recently have talked about that that stagnation albeit temporary in the market but around uncertainty and i mean someone was saying the other week there's you know obviously death divorce marriage people are having to move jobs relocation but a children. lot of children but a lot of people are just going yeah we'll just wait till whatever deadline is going to be set but there's a lot of people
0: waiting the just Welsh that, heart, i just think but that's an excuse well people it, have to move because of you know because they have to move and and any excuse not to move I mean or then are we moving less you know as, as, as human well, beings that's all, what they say all mm. the stats
3: say we are um and you know the average house now is pushing 20 every 20 mm. years now you know for years and years it, we everybody spoke about it as a seven-year cycle mm. it's now nearly three times that yeah. now that's obviously a combination of factors um, uh, affordability being one um, yes. uh, you know supply another etc etc mm-hmm. growing population mm. not Supply not growing at the same level, etc. But and of course, the cost of moving is so significant with stamp duty and whatever that you know you could you might spend a hundred thousand pounds on moving, where you could build a hell of an extension on your house, for (laughs) example. So there's a combination of these factors. But all markets dislike uncertainty. Hmm? Financial markets, property property market. Hmm. So anything that is uncertain, which is where we are, perhaps at this moment in time. Hmm and people sit on their heads
0: mm. any particular interesting towns that book their their regional trends um no <laughs> <laughs> and this is not pre-recorded. I know,
2: but the, but, the, but, that's,
0: but then so the London's doing its same thing. Southeast is doing is basically following London on their coattails. and then as you go further north, the, the Midlands the Midlands is particularly strong at the moment.
1: Is it right?
4: Yeah. Get,
0: which where where are from? Of course yes. it is. Course uh, it
4: is. I, I suppose the one that is bucking the trend, I guess, is the, the very far northeast. That that in context of the rest of the north where there is quite, still quite decent buyer demand, mm. that one has dropped.
0: Mm. Although, as you know, I'm a bit of a stato when it comes to property prices. Didn't know that by the <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, Basically, uh, anything around four. Durham and around there, he, he just it's just an awful market. Just nothing's happened in yeah. this 15, 20 really, years. Should, should we move on to, uh, why we get, where's the hat? Where's the hat? Oh,
2: Let's start for us to pop Uh, fez
0: The hat Gilly's T-shirt. Have you yes. seen I don't know yes. if you've
2: seen the hat Fez Guineas t-shirt It's a Monday Yeah. It's a, it's a, a Monday a moves as well Thanks, <laughs> mate <and, laughs> I don't going to say go <laughs> keeping my jacket on <laughs> <laughs> It's good living mate It's good living it's good living uh, So uh, Is the future of stage energy commoditised? That's the question on is, it is it going to be commoditised? Is it going to be commoditised?
1: Who would you like to angle this out? I'm
0: going to start with the, the, cause on, the Mike Meister okay. Go on Mike
3: Go on Mike It's moved that way, obviously. I don't think it'll ever become completely commoditized, but if you look at things like legal services, conveyancing and mm-hmm. whatever, it's moved that way. And mm-hmm. you know, we are moving towards that. Clearly, the online models, the purple bricks is now a more commoditized product. Yeah. Um, the research I did literally 18 years ago said it was gonna go that way, and, yeah. I, and I think it will. Having said that, that is also then an opportunity for the non-commoditized approach, the yes. high service, but it needs to differentiate it's it's all all And at the moment, yeah. it's a sea of sameness. And people are struggling, everybody in all sectors, to differentiate themselves as to what it is they're offering. Right, they're yeah. trying to be all things to all people, and in the main, that's sort of not.
0: Because that's it. that's the thing I like about your Savills and Unite Frank is that they've set their stall out to go for the posh end. They, they haven't got to worry about one percent fees and, no. and purple mm-hmm. bricks, and they've gone out there and, and set themselves a marketplace, mm-hmm. and. And I think you know. Are you basically saying, Michael, that if you're mid market, you set yourself as a mid market agent. If you're a lower end, you set yourself. Well, as I think a you agent. should
3: know what it is. You know, is your market, what your points of difference are, where you can add value to whatever it is you're doing. Because all
0: are the same. You know, you change the font and the yeah, the logo, and, and the, and the logo, color. You know, they're all what? the same. For some website, we all go on move Yeah. I mean, here's an interesting point. It is, it is I was talking to a few people recently, and people say, well, I'm looking to sell my house, are you go going to right move that Purple Bricks. So Purple Bricks are doing a good job, aren't they?
1: Mm. Well, funnily enough, Gavin, you were talking before we came in here, and you were saying that what was the percentage of people who went with Purple Bricks didn't actually realise that it was all the other. Well, uh,
4: all, all the house sellers that, that I have contact with, yeah. if they're interested in Purple Bricks, and we have a little chat about it, normally what, what transpires is that they don't realise that they're going to be paying regardless of whether Purple Bricks actually make a sale or not. Uh, man, no. man, Have it, is, they made, made contact it. with Purple Bricks at this point? Or no, no, just, no, no, no. They're, 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 just, they're, they're, they're aware site. of Purple Bricks. Yeah. They're, no. think, they're, they're thinking about selling in the very near future. How do you come into contact with these
0: people? How? Yeah, I think it's important you tell the people. Is that through they, the website? They, through the website, yeah. What, yeah. what is your website? What does it do? And um, how are you making these conversations?
4: The website is um, it's an amalgamation of quite in-depth house-selling guides, mm-hmm. They're just out there on the internet. Sure. Uh, they rank reasonably well in Google. So when people are typing in yeah. "how much does it cost to sell a house," they they'll find they'll find me. Um, and yeah, I invite them to get in touch if they want mm. if they want some second
1: set of eyes on on what's well, going no on. Doubt they either. don't listen, of course. <laughs> But we didn't say a few weeks ago weather and property. That's like the two favourite okay, topics so, of the conversation. So
0: what are you actually saying that people should? You can either you know there's the, if you look at supermarkets, you can go down the Aldi little route, which is part of mine, do and cheat, which is your your purple bricks model or your your online model. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, not, you're saying the middle's dead and probably boutique go the boutique. No, the yeah, there,
3: may, there may well be a middle market. I mean, there are some towns where there well, there'll always be a higher and lower end, but the higher yeah. end may not be significant in a yeah. particular yeah. Yeah. So awesome. you've got to look at it on your local market. Yeah. Let's be honest, even Purple Bricks call their people local property experts. So, yeah. so it's, you know, it's, it's still very much a local marketplace.
2: Speaking about Purple Bricks then, who do you think makes more money? Them or the high street?
3: I, I, in terms of, there's one big factor with Purple Bricks, and yeah. that's their very high cost of acquisition, which is their marketing spend, but primarily on television. Huge, okay? huge. But if you take the pound, shillings, and pence that they make from every transaction, very similar to a high street agent. Mm-hmm. Nationally, really? average house price, well, average house price, what, £250,000, Chris? Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, average fee, 1.1, Yeah. One point mm-hmm. two, maybe, so, I don't know, 2800 quid or sounds something. Sounds fair to me. That's a high street agent. Mm-hmm. Purple Bricks, say a thousand pounds, but they get it whether they sell the property or not. True. Whereas a high street agent is paying that money, whether they well, let's sell. Let's
0: say they sell about 50% of So things. that's
3: 2,000 pounds per property, but they mm-hmm. sell. In addition, 300 quid for viewings, 400 quid for using their conveyancing service, or if you don't use their conveyancing service, 400 quid for not using their conveyancing <laughs> right. service. So you end up with around about 2,800 quid funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. um, which is exactly the same as the national sort of average for state. So, in that respect, you've got to say, "Hey, this looks good because their cost base, in theory, yes. is much much lower."
2: But it isn't because there's. But it isn't so at the moment.
3: But then they would argue they're down. they would argue they're in a growth phase in terms of getting their brand out there. And whatever you think of PB, the fact is they are the only what I would call national brand. You know, are, are. A national yeah. online brand, yeah. Well, not online. <laughs> the national estate agency you, brand. Yes, you think they're the only national brand. I mean, the Savills and Knight Franks might be national, for Well, example, they
2: are, but they're but not they're, not really they're fragmented.
3: Towns. They're not really a high street agent yeah. in this country.
2: Yeah.
3: Countrywide got the most offices at the moment. Yeah, but their mixed, but 50, branding will mix. 50 brands. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Purple Bricks, in terms what, of name awareness, are there.
0: What would so, happen if Purple Bricks put 200 quid upon their fees, though?
3: sticks, I think I'd last did the calculation, it comes to something like 25 million quid on their bottom line. <laughs> so it's a, it's a model that is based on volume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they've only got to get their pricing a bit better and maybe take 200 quid off of their average cost or whatever, and mm. suddenly they're rocking and rolling. So yeah. why and that's the same for all more. businesses, but it's even more acute in the case of somebody like PB.
2: So what you're saying in a roundabout sort of way is that if country were to have a single flagship brand, mm-hmm. they could be the purple bricks of the high street.
3: Well, if you take 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 somebody like Countrywide, they, they could do localised television. And sure. of course, these days, you can yeah. drop an advert yeah, into course. specific houses virtually. With yeah. You can. Yeah, yeah, you can with Sky, but, you can, yeah. But they can't really do national advertising because of this split of no. brands. But so if they did, yeah. there is a, <clears> certainly <throat> an opportunity. Yeah. To reduce their costs yeah. of marketing yeah. and yet reach a wider audience.
2: So, if, the, if Countrywide decided that they were going to be called Countrywide, mm. I wonder where they come mm. up with that from, but for yeah. example. Do you know, you're a marketer. <laughs> yeah. you <are>. mm. uh, <laughs> but they got rid of all of their individual brands and, mm-hmm. and literally labeled, because Countrywide is go. the holding company, is it not? Uh, it's the
3: parent, company, it's the parent yeah, yeah. company.
2: And it's not the brand or a brand. Not so, if they rebranded all of their subsidiaries or Brands and they came up with like yellow, yellow,
3: yeah. We We, we were, of course, there in 1985 when Prudential came into the market. Mm Yes, so Prudential Mm -hmm. acquired a whole load of uh, independent estate agents, ended up with I don't know, that's part of 800 offices Mm -hmm. around the country. We then had a a situation in '88 when the government mucked around with dual tax relief and whatever else, and then the market died on its backside. And, and basically, they'd moved too far too quickly and they and they called a mm, day on it. Mm, mm. But history does
2: repeat. Yeah, but uh, if you were in charge of Countrywide now, mm-hmm. it's a question we often ask on the show, okay? <laughs> if you're in charge of Countrywide now, would your suggestion to maybe be Consolidate into one brand and then localise advertising in that way.
3: Possibly not one, but certainly a con, you know certainly a consolidation of brand. I mean, they they own some you know good brands. They've good got some, great brands. And, got some great brands. They've got yeah. some good brands yeah. in yeah, yeah, certain yeah. parts of the market. They don't want to throw the they don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but some consolidation of that. I mean, they've done some, mm. but some further consolidation of that seems to make sense from yeah, the outside.
2: Yeah. yeah. But um, can you, well, do you think about the share price? It would. It would <laughs> it, it, it,
1: Are you buying or selling? Oh, he bought a lot. He, now a he lot. can't sell
2: <laughs> And uh, and we don't have the voice box in here. But if I make this noise, <laughs> uh, Gavin, hold on, Gavin, through the, uh, through the, he's on my face.
0: Gavin, um, you talk to an awful lot of buyers it's and sellers through through your advisory. What's the few things that. Shut up. <laughs> what what what's a few things that, that really winds up buyers and sellers about estate agents? That how we could change as a, as an industry.
4: You know the one that always comes comes back. Uh, vendors absolutely hate it when you send someone round to their house that then decides the house was too small or it, it was just it was just off on their criteria. Vendors absolutely hate it. It's like, well why why the hell didn't the estate agent work out to begin with that that buyer doesn't want to Uh have a third bedroom and uh, I'm constantly telling vendors to um just hang on. Have a little yeah. think about this, yeah, because <laughs> it's not as simple as people know exactly what they want, right? Until they, they see or don't exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you should be applauding the estate agent who's actually getting people three all. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, yeah, well, uh, yes and no. Um, you know, there is a degree of qualification of a of a. Of a, look, of, of a they've life. got to have a pos, <laughs> you know. No, I don't, but from the point of view, wh- wh- where and this is a prop tech issue as well. Prop tech, you know, can can identify all the whats if you true. three bedrooms. This mm-hmm. postcode, this price. Yeah, yeah. What it doesn't distinguish is the whys. So somebody who wants... might tell you say the wives No, it doesn't no, distinguish. No, do this. What, what it doesn't do is you, somebody might say, I want a three-bedroom house. Yeah. Okay, but the reason they want a three-bedroom house is actually they work from home. So they actually want one of the bedrooms as an office. So they will possibly end up buying a two-bedroom house that happens to have, I don't know, a shed at the end of the garden that can be used as an office.
2: Or a downstairs space.
3: Any of these sort of things. Loads of different... You know, I remember a house, a guy wanted a big back garden. And he ended up buying a house with a small back garden. You think, bloody idiot, didn't know what he wanted. (laughs) But of course he had a dog. And actually, he didn't like gardening, but he wanted somewhere for the dog to run around. But this house backed onto the park. So you've got to Big get the uh, difference between what's and why's. And that is a skill thing for negotiators yeah. And, and, yeah, and whatever yeah, dealing. Yeah, with yeah. And I'm afraid, it, done well, it would improve that situation with vendors a little mm. bit. But the reality is, also, they're keen to get, you know, yeah. there's always the chance that they've got it wrong. Get somebody around there. They might just go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
4: what I'm saying. Get
3: people through the door. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That'll do yeah. for us, the prop uh, Right. Um, what's the next question? Uh, well, no, I, I think we should cut live to a man on the ground. Oh, Steve? Yeah.
1: Steve, what are you saying about North London?
2: Steve says!
1: The market is good. Thanks Steve.
2: Cheers Steve. Uh,
1: cheers
2: Steve. <laughs> uh, we are going to mention our show sponsors. Uh, yeah, so thanks one day. Put uh, Gavin uh, and, and the big arm are going to take these away. Okay, uh, yeah. And have them in the car. the sun's out now. It's spring. One day. One Wonderful. Okay. Okay. So thanks, man okay. uh, And cheers to for the socks. Socks. Oh, yeah. pink and green pink new green. socks. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. The thanks, Yomdel. Sponsored for the of uh, Zero of Zero pounds and pence.
1: Although we realised the other day that these are not as loud, strangely, as Andy's from Yondell's shirts. Well,
2: yeah. Uh, yes. All so loud. Yes. A big shout Look out good. to to uh, Tom Ottsberg. Thanks, Tom Ottsberg. A big evening. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the new stadium's open now everything. sorry that was
1: just them choking and falling down the table <laughs> what, what, right <laughs> towards the end of the football season to fifth place
0: okay. <laughs> all right okay. um, fixed right. Mo- we've got some cheers mics. Raji. Uh, yeah, thanks it. Raj okay so see if, you, if there's any other prop tech firms out there that wants to come on the show uh, the price is that you basically uh, bring some tap bring some tap or anything like this so mean, these
2: are, I love I'm just saying I mean, I'm, in every, I'm in every jacket and car <laughs> they do. I, I believe I one don't bought
0: 2,000 of
2: them. It. Yeah, I own about half <laughs> and At the rate they're going,
0: at the, uh, they're giving out to the show, they'll still be given out to people. Say Canada they're brand up. damaging,
1: but they pop up in Porsches and Mercedes. We've seen all them. All over the We've seen them. these
2: are in now. Yeah. Again, you can anything. learn your lesson learned. Um, anything else? Uh, no. I'd like to thank a guest for coming. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah.
1: I'd like to say, if countrywide, if you're thinking about taking some of the advice today and doing a national advertising campaign, me and Chris will film it for you. So yes, brilliant. 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 A little kickback. <laughs>
2: yeah. Dynamite. Uh, what else are we going to say? Oh, no. I've got one more thing to say. Okay. Video course? No? Yes. A little bit. All right. Then. Gavin. Yes. Is one of our delegates. Okay. Gavin came on our tra- one of our training courses. Yes. Uh, and uh because we um, are the only people in the uk that do video courses training we a Shop, yeah. horror Shop and horror. we don't charge
0: a lot either get on one
2: yeah yeah gavin give us a bit of a rundown of your day what do you reckon um to the course what do you learn what well, do you
1: learn I, I learned
4: how to make a video on my iPhone. Sam, and i felt confident enough to put it on the internet yeah that's good but i haven't yet <gasps> no
2: but oh, you're, you're oh, building but i will you're it's, building, yeah.
4: it's um yeah. i'm <laughs> weeks
0: I'm, I'm weeks away about the, what about the fear of doing a video does that does that play on your mind be honest yeah a little bit no one's listening no one's watching. No, no no of <laughs> course of course a little bit
4: but i think uh, the way that the course is laid out it shows that you know video doesn't have to be a hassle you can make it very very quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can get in a lot of practice until you are not just Terrible, yes, and maybe you won't make any advice.
0: Yeah, we'll have a My first ones, they were truly treacherous, <laughs> <laughs> and they still are. Yay. Good job, good job uh, but I'll tell you what, we're
2: going to do um, just uh, we're going to drop in here a little roundup um, of our latest training course, which was in London, uh, just so you can see a bit more of what it's all about. So let's have a quick look. <laughs> It up a lot for me,
4: Um, I think it's a really good concept, I'm really excited to get going with it.
0: I'm going to be videoing every listing and I'll be talking about the the local property market.
3: Too many traditional state agencies send out leaflets, flyers, they don't work. We know they don't work, you're lucky to get a 1% return on that. It is the future, it's videos.
4: and as the local experts, the estate agents, it's important to give to the community and the easiest way of doing that nowadays is by video. It's
2: much easier than I thought to do the editing and you've given me lots of really simple tools. I've got a real clear structure for how to put my videos together for the future um, and I'm more confident moving forward.
0: That was fun. A few beers. A few, a few beers. beers.
1: Very good. Very good. Uh, A of no. farmers came down afterwards, didn't yeah, they? yeah,
2: it was a good. Good day out. But yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so and now, now I'd like to thank. I guess. So I think, right. Like thank, yes. thank you very much. And I think there's only one more thing to say, and that is. Shut
4: up.